0: Most wonderful show is keeping up with the Joneses. AJ Jones. Mr. Jones. Episode 275 of Keeping Up with the Joneses. It Welcome to everyone. Is, thank you. How are you?
1: I'm I'm good.
0: You are good cuz you've had 3 coffees this morning?
1: I only had 2.
0: Oh, cuz earlier when I asked you how you doing you were like I'm not doing good. I said Do you need another coffee.
1: Yeah, so you you but, cut
0: yourself off at 2.
1: Well, I mean, let's not go that far. I'll probably have another one. <laughs> but I feel I feel okay.
0: Give the people a weekly update
1: well, it was quite the week uh we did go on vacation, but just before that mm-hmm. the day before uh in the morning you got Zelda out of her cage and you're like she's making weird noises and she did sound like she was making weird noises
0: she sounded like a mini helicopter
1: yeah like there was yeah something. I don't know. I thought her nose was maybe just snotty
0: or something. Or... It sounded odd.
1: Yeah, it sounded odd. And then we were like, huh, well, she seems okay.
0: I Googled it. Uh-huh. And one result said, take her to the vet immediately. And the other Google result was like, yeah, it's probably nothing.
1: Yeah. And so, but she was like, you know, seemed to be moving around fine and eating and whatever. So we are like,
0: okay. Zelda is one of our guinea pigs, by the way, if you're new to the show.
1: <laughs> so, and then in the afternoon, I came out of a meeting and went to look at her and her body was jumping with every effort to breathe like she was literally like her little body was going funk 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 like each time she tried maybe to maybe she was dancing to an invisible bassline <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like actually really scary to look at i was like oh and as a, like a previous asthmatic it looked like what i would look like when your skin like pulls in when you're trying to get air and so i was like uh So I just got online, I started calling all these different vets, and it turns out for a guinea pig, you need an exotic vet. So we have an exotic pet, darling. (laughs) (laughs) But there's one by the church.
0: Okay, there is, right right next door.
1: I called and I said, you know, we're new guinea pig owners. It could be that this is nothing, but it looks like she's struggling to get air. Mm -hmm. Uh, The person there was like, well, our next appointment is in like three and a half hours, but bring her right now in case she's really not getting air. Like, in case it's nothing. And I was like, okay. In
0: case it's not nothing.
1: In case it's not nothing.
0: Yeah, okay. I was was trying to track it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, like, come in, and I was like, hi, you know, this is Zelda. And the lady right away away was like, okay, hang on a second. And the vet comes over and looks at at her for all of, like, about 10 seconds and says, yeah, let's take her right in. And so I'm like, okay, not nothing, you know. And so we go in, and literally... the length of time that it takes me to fill out a form, there's a tech in there. They all, I mean, clearly all these people love animals. So they're all sweet talking Zelda and, you know, trying to like ascertain how, you know, how important it is or how fast they have to respond. And so this tech looks at her, asks a couple questions and then she's like, okay, well, um, I know the vet took a quick look at her. It might be a little while, uh, if anything changes, just open the door and start screaming. And I was like, <laughs> and, and I
0: was like, I wish ER for humans was like this. <laughs> I was
1: like, what am I looking for to change? You know, like, you mean other than it looks like she can't breathe, like something more than that? Anyway, so, but anyway, she went out and it was like two minutes later that the vet was mm-hmm. back in there looking at her and she said, yeah, that she, that shouldn't. She shouldn't look like that. So she is struggling to get air. And and uh, she said, I'm going to take her and take her temperature and whatnot. And I was like, okay. And she said, do you know if she has a temperature? I was like, no. I mean, like, how would I know? You know? Did yes, the vet I, answer
0: that? How do you know? No, I didn't. I, do we need, like, one of those heat guns?
1: I don't know. And what's the normal guinea pig temperature? And how do you get it past their fur? I mean, I don't know. So I don't think I even want to know the answer to those questions. So uh, she stuck her head back in about, probably no more than two or three minutes later and said she does have a fever uh i'd like to x-ray her and see if she has pneumonia and i was like
0: oh okay does x-ray give your guinea pig superpowers because i'd be all about that
1: Uh, maybe, maybe we have a super fired <laughs> guinea pig. Anyway, she came back and she's like, she, we only had to take one x-ray to see the pneumonia. So she does have pneumonia. And she's like, I gave her an antibiotic shot. And I'm thinking that poor guinea pig, like antibiotic shots hurt, like stink. <laughs> and uh, I was like, okay. Uh, and then she's like, and I'm giving you these antibiotics to give her for the next two weeks.
0: But the slight problem was we've got to give this guinea pig antibiotics for two weeks. And the very next day we were what? Going on
1: vacation. So, so you,
0: you were so funny because you went to shaper I was, mode. You I were was, like, we need to bring the guinea pigs with us. I was like, I'm pretty sure the hotel has a strict <laughs> no pet policy, including exotic pets. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we had wonderful people that had agreed to come and feed them, but now I was going to add in antibiotics. Now, she did, it was pretty easy to give her antibiotics the first two times that I did it. And so I was like, guys, it's really easy. Just, you know, just stick the syringe into the side of the cave. She'll come over and she'll just lick it off the. I mean, it was because that's what she did for me twice. Well,. She didn't do that for anybody else. She didn't, but of course, she didn't know any of the people that were coming to take care of her. Really, do guinea pigs have that level of attachment with people? Apparently, they do.
0: Well, it's true. Every time AJ comes home, every, every time <laughs> they don't even need to hear her voice, they just need to see her. They start weaking like the mothership has landed and it, yeah. they want weaking to be near It's like
1: their happy noise, mm-hmm. yeah. So they make it and it's so loud when it's you, yeah, when it's me, yeah. So it's, you know,
0: it's, she's recovered. She's,
1: she is recovered, still taking antibiotics. How many more yeah. days
0: does she have of antibiotics? Uh, like five, five days. Yeah. All right. Tell the good people about vacation.
1: Okay. Well, we went to Lexington, Kentucky. And it was funny driving there because uh, uh, MJ was like, Daddy, what's Kentucky known for? And what did you say?
0: Bourbon? Whiskey? Bourbon.
1: That's right. He's like, what's that? Like, alcohol. <laughs> and then as we were driving, I was like, yeah, they're also known for horses and horse racing and whatever. And the the more closer we got into Lexington, the more horse farms we saw.
0: I thought, I didn't know what to expect with Kentucky, but it was beautiful. It's beautiful. Rolling green hills everywhere, and then really expensive white wooden fences. Yeah, and big horse barns. Big horse barns and horse yeah. farms and rolling hills. Yeah. Uh, It was funny. When we got in the car, I asked the kids, what is synonymous with vacation for you? Like, what's the most important thing about going on vacation? Yes, yeah. And the answers they came up with really shocked me. Like, they all unanimously decided that Olive Garden has to feature. For those of you who are not from America, Olive Garden is a fake Italian restaurant. It's a chain. You find them everywhere. It's
1: American-Italian. It's...
0: Yeah, so they I mean serve I used to work process. for them for yeah, years, but it's
1: I honestly think their their quality control was way better than it's not Do you think the awesome. kids
0: love it because you love it? Or oh, because you used to work there?
1: See the thing is I don't love it no like, no I know you don't love yeah, it because you so, used to work
0: there and you got stories around it oh
1: yeah because every time we go it? they ask me to tell them some of the stories about because I was a server trainer for the Olive Garden but I also got paid to a secret shop for them
0: which they love that story yeah
1: so there's some secret shopping but stories see, it makes
0: sense because I remember being a little boy and when we would go on vacation I would always want to stop at the little chef now my UK audience instantly know what the little chef is I don't even know if it's still in business Americans, you won't know. The it's little It's like chef, Denny's, isn't it? It's uh, kind of like the Waffle House. A bit nicer than the Waffle House, but <laughs> the food is like the Waffle House probably had better food. I, I got taken once to <laughs> the little chef by a,
1: a church that I visited in Wowza.
0: Oh, well, I thought my family took you there. Like, oh wait, she's here, let's go for a nice meal and we'll go to a little chef.
1: No, no. No. Yeah, I don't never, think they ever took me to the little chef.
0: Well, I think as a kid I remember we would get chicken nuggets and french fries or chicken fingers maybe it's called chicken yeah, fingers yeah i mean when you grow up on fish fingers chicken fingers is a step That's up that cats me <laughs> out
1: right there <laughs> but
0: my point is <laughs> something about associating mm-hmm. the little chef with we're on vacation made sense to me so it kind of made sense to me that they wanted to go yeah to so the olive, garden the olive garden was one of the things that was mj's one was i want everybody to make a family playlist a road trip playlist mm-hmm. and there were some interesting songs on there,
1: there really were yeah well tia is super into musicals right now so if you ask her for songs for the family playlist they're going to be from hamilton or the phantom of the opera or, mj yeah.
0: just wants sweet home alabama yeah sweet caroline neil diamond yeah and working nine to five dolly <laughs> Parton. <laughs> it's true. and, and I then like, abby's wait, got all these eclectic right like you know indie pop music yeah. and yeah. then
1: you get a bit of whiplash with the family playlist, but it's entertaining.
0: We even had some ACDC there.
1: <laughs> they get into it. Yeah. yeah it yeah. was
0: Oh, yeah. what was the other thing they, they wanted? Snacks. Snacks. Well, that was the other thing. We like it's it all about the snacks. We like it when you pull into a gas station and buy us unhealthy snacks. I think mission was accomplished.
1: Oh, yeah. On all Wowza. three counts. Yeah. Well, I let you go to Walmart without supervision.
0: That was a mistake. And I had vacation budget. So I went to I went to Walmart. <laughs> I spent a hundred dollars. <laughs> Hundred dollars on garbage. (laughs) On I beg your pardon. I got caramel M and M's. Yes, keep going. Prove my point. I didn't get Twizzlers for you, shot I got Pringles. I got Ruffles. Doritos. All three food groups right there. Puffy orange puffy
1: things. Yeah, yeah,
0: but all like mega family size ones. And then like Ghirardelli selection of chocolates.
1: Yes, but you got some kind of nasty pastry what what possessed you to buy pastry at walmart
0: i, I don't know I, well, a dark dark thing yeah i don't know they were disgusting i took one back through the mouth bananas that was healthy mj the little monkey those bananas. squeezy tubes of disgusting yogurt that tastes blue like the girls love those Ugh. but no no no. what's that? milanos oh, i'm a sucker for milano's. milanos are italian pastries but i get the dark chocolate ones uh-huh uh, we didn't just go to in Kentucky for the Walmart snacks. <laughs> we went, we, in our little family devotionals, we'd been looking at um, Noah's Ark. Yeah. N-
1: and story of Noah. Yeah. Story of,
0: yeah, yeah story yeah. of Noah. And I remember vaguely in my head that somebody in America, of course in America, had built a to-scale version Replica, yeah. of Noah's Ark. Yeah, And so I Googled it, and lo and behold, it's in Kentucky, a mere four hours from us. Yeah, And so I said to the kids... Because we were going to go camping, that's right, but we had horrible weather coming in. Yeah. We were just like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. And so, yeah, we went to see Noah's Ark and the Creation Museum. And
1: yeah, and the Creation Museum's about an hour north or 45 minutes north yeah, of super Noah's Ark. By that
0: because, you know, when you look at the Noah's Ark thing, they're like, buy a combo ticket. I'm like, great, two for the, not quite for the price of one, but you know, right, like, right, right. Yeah. I think it was like $10 less per ticket or $5 less per ticket. I thought they were in the same parking lot. Mm. No, they're another about 50 minutes away from yeah. each other. Yeah, And we probably made the mistake of doing both of those events in one day because as a nine-year-old boy and a 47-year-old man, there's a limit to my attention span.
1: (laughs) As a 50-year-old woman, I was fine with doing two of them in one day, but definitely the two of you were like, the boys were struggling. (laughs) Well, I mean, the Creation Museum, uh, I think it was really, really well done. I had some fear going that sometimes... Christian things are way cheesy and not done as well, and we're. It's like we're supposed to go, but yay, they
0: tried, you know. Mm-hmm. But actually, they did a really good job of it. Out of the two two things, I mean, I think both were really good, but the Creation Museum felt finished. The Ark, the Ark itself felt finished, but yes. the Ark environment landscaping as an event didn't feel finished it kind of felt like they ran out of money
1: well or maybe they're still building things or Mm -hmm. whatever because they've like they've added like a virtual tour of the ark and you know while it was being built and you know all that kind of stuff but it looks like they still have lots of land to develop right around it for sure but i was i was really impressed with the creation museum the the downfall and the ark the downfall is the nine-year-old the amount of reading that is well, required that was,
0: in terms of an exhibition it was walk here read this walk here read this yeah walk here yeah. read this yeah there wasn't really anything interactive or
1: yeah and it's very evangelistic like i loved mm-hmm. how they you know did everything and it's uh... it,
0: it gave great que- i mean my nine-year-old was like daddy what's a different worldview from a creationist worldview you know, and so, I was, you know, I was like, oh, that's a secular worldview. And then he had a very clear idea in his head, the difference between mm-hmm. the two things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it was great. It was just, yeah. I think it was nice to get out of town. We went away for three days, two nights. Yeah. They, they were most excited by the fact that this, the hotel had a swimming pool.
1: And by swimming pool, and well, no, you know, well, the, technically the, it was. the signs say swimming pool and whirlpool. There was no whirlpool. It's just a square swimming pool and a very, very small one at that.
0: Mm -hmm. But they didn't care. They They didn't care. They wanted to just jump in, get wet and splash. All right. Our weekly update. We hope you had an amazing week. This week, we're going to talk about...
1: Uh Uh-oh. Do we have to talk
0: about something? (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Like, You know, conviction is a great thing. Yeah Like nobody likes to be convicted uh, uh, This basic, this week's topic is coming out of my personal conviction Oh dear this I
1: thought you mean you are trying to convict me of no, something No, no, no oh, I'm just sharing happen.
0: Hey, I I watched something and read something And felt really convicted by it And misery loves company So I thought I'd share it oh, with thanks. you Oh, thanks okay. The topic is all about how procrastination Will just delay your destiny uh, What did you say when I told you what the topic was going to be this week? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: said, "Could we do it later? Or can <laughs> we... <laughs>
0: you're like can we talk about why procrastination is a good thing
1: that's right can we talk about why it's a good thing
0: so it all started i was watching an interview with stephen colbert again if you're not from america stephen colbert is a late night very clever witty very very clever intelligent um has a relationship with jesus as as a catholic um is uh very intelligent very articulate but also feels genuine like a lot of the night show hosts night show hosts, late night talk show hosts, feel like a parody of themselves or a character or a super self. He feels quite genuine. And curiously, I've had two dreams about him where we've had dinner, uh, me and you and him and his wife, and we've hit it off and we've loved having... So I've got a soft spot for Stephen Colbert. So I was watching an interview with him, and uh, one of the questions was, I think you know, what's, uh, what's one thing you'd like to change about yourself? And he said this, I wrote it down because it was such a great quote and I instantly resonated with it. Oh dear. He said this, he said, I wish I had more discipline. I work hard, but that's not the same thing as discipline. I tend to work hard to throw myself for the times I've been undisciplined to make up for it. I'm a great making up for it, but that fools me into thinking, oh, that's a fine way to live. And right. I was like, that has been a character trait that I can really identify in high school. Like I would just, you know, leave it to the last minute and then cram. Yeah. And also in university. And I think I was kind of the person who was like, ah, like I'll happily, I will get my work done. Like I will not, not get my work done. I will, I will get my work done, but it will cost me or potentially cost you or potentially cost the kids because I'll be like, oh, I could do this and that and fritter away. Mm-hmm. And then last minute, happily sacrifice sleep. Or whatever, just to push through and get it done. Mm. And I could feel the tension in what he was saying about like, yeah, I do work hard, but I wish I was more disciplined. Maybe I'd have to work less hard if I was more disciplined. Yeah. So that was strike one. Oh, dear. Where I was like... So there's another strike coming? A couple of days ago. Yeah. Read this article. Uh Uh-oh. The article is called The Subtle Way to Waste Your Life confessions of a sophisticated sloth
1: oh no okay
0: (laughs) and the article i'll I'll post a link to
1: sophisticated sloth yeah okay
0: i'll put a link to it in the show notes but basically the sophisticated sloth is the person who's worked really hard to convince themselves that they're not the sluggard that the book of proverbs talks about okay all right yeah. So, it's it's how do you move away from the teaching in Proverbs about the sluggard and go, well, yeah, that doesn't apply to me because. And the author of this article, which I'm just going to share here, shares four points.
1: Okay. I don't know if I want to be on this podcast.
0: <laughs> I understand.
1: Okay, I'll just listen.
0: Conviction is harsh.
1: I'll just listen and on the inside go, la, la,
0: la. la. I don't think conviction <laughs> is harsh. Conviction is, sh- conviction is sharp. It's supposed to pierce us. Yeah, yeah. I was fully convicted. Okay audience see what comes up for you as i should share these all right number one mm-hmm. the f- sophisticated sloth is slow to begin all right uh, so proverbs talks about the sluggard who doesn't want to go out to work i forget which verse it is, maybe i wrote it down where they're just like uh, you know there's a lion outside i can't go to work so the sophisticated sloth is basically like well i'm not that person i mean i actually start my work eventually so they're excusing themselves from being a sluggard by saying, "Well, I actually, you know, get stuff done." And I think part of the reason I resonated with Stephen Colbert's, you know, interview is like I do work hard, mm-hmm. like I work really hard. But yeah. I was thinking, how much of my hard work is there because I'm actually slow in starting my work?
1: Okay, I mean, I think I'm I'm trying to assess it. Assess it. I think probably it shows up more for me. At home, than it does with work stuff. The slow, slow to start, put it off. And I use how hard I work (gasps) for my job to justify well, I am really tired and it was a really long week and I already worked X amount of hours and I don't feel like getting up and doing the laundry and making sure my children have clean underwear uh, or my husband.
0: And there, is a tr- and there is a truth to that as well, like you're there, this kind of work-life balance.
1: There is, but I, d- I definitely know that I'm doing the justification of, like, because I signed up for this too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. in having three children.
0: Oh yeah, it's going to be fun episode. Okay. Lots of long pauses and slow thoughts. Oh dear, okay. Second point they made was that the sophisticated sloth is quick to take a break. So they're slow to start, and once they start, they're like, "Yeah, I probably need a break." You know, I don't, I don't want to overdo it. I don't want to be performance oriented. I'm not an orphan; I'm a son. And so, in again, Proverbs, Proverbs 19 verse 24 says, "The sluggard buries his hand in the dish and will not even bring it back to his mouth." So the sophisticated sloth is like, "Well, that's not me," because you know, clearly, I
1: brought it back to my mouth, brought it
0: back to my mouth, <laughs> but now I need a break. It's good for digestion. And okay. I was like, oh, dang, like, you know, I'm working. And because I'm working, I deserve a break. And But the problem with a break is it can really quickly turn into a Wikipedia whirlpool. You know, where you look up something in Wikipedia yeah. for work and you're like, oh, I'll click this thing and click this thing and click yeah. this link. Or I think I'll find this video clip for, you know, to illustrate upon my sermon. And before you know it, you're lost on a YouTube tunnel. You yeah. know, you've just, you know, fallen into something. Yeah. And then you're just like, well, you know, you know, but I've been working hard. Yeah that kind of show up for you
1: i would say so that one more would show up for me at work than it would at home like if i if well you've seen me when i get going like once i'm like and i'm going to clean and get the laundry done what i want i don't want to break it all i don't want to stop the momentum i'm going to push through until i get this thing done and i'll just keep moving for whatever seven eight nine hours just Mm -hmm. get the thing done so not at home when i finally get going i'll get going Mm -hmm. uh But I would say definitely, particularly on like hard emotional days, I'll definitely be like, I've worked really hard, I need a break, you know, Mm -hmm. and can get um, sucked into I get sucked into the Instagram videos, you know, like the funny reels,
0: the Instagram reels, yeah, or the YouTube shorts, psychologically, that's crack.
1: I don't know what the YouTube Shorts are, but so, same
0: thing. Okay, less than one minute things that you just you, you flip through, and you it doesn't require any interaction. You don't yeah. need to like it. You don't. You just flip, flip, yeah. flip, flip. It's usually
1: like all the little dance videos, and you know, like or people falling over or making, yeah. you know, bad decisions, and you know. Oh, it's a
0: time suck for sure. Uh, yeah.
1: I uh, yeah,
0: and I think initially I thought they were dumb, and then I tasted of the fruit. <laughs> And it's like psychological crack, because yeah. part of me is just like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? Stop! Yeah. Like, oh, but look, there's a cat pirouetting. Ah. <laughs> I, w- I will say, though, that I do like when you send me the funniest ones that you find. Yeah. Like, it's a little treat for me when I open up Instagram and see I've got a DM from you, Yeah. and it's the funniest ones that you found. Yeah. So, please keep feeding me those things. Yeah. That's called enabling.
1: Ah. Uh- I've noticed for me that, mm-hmm. like, when I get sucked into the YouTube things is when we're working from home and it's my lunch break. Mm-hmm. And so I'll, like, quickly eat, like, some kind of really easy wrap because I don't want to spend energy. A one-handed wrap yeah, so one-handed you can still thumb free? And I'm like, okay, I'm on lunch break. And, you know, then I deep dive into these, you know, little videos. I For me, it helps that I have an end time on, on when I'm going to stop right. watching.
0: Because I've got a meeting coming up or my lunch break's my finishing. My lunch break,
1: so, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: I still think the psychological crack. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Number three was really similar to number two. Number two is quick to take a break. Number three is open to interruptions. Open to interruptions. So you're working. You're like, oh no, somebody stopped by my office with a question. Yay! Like it's uh, a, you know it's a distraction from having to work. Proverbs twenty four, verse thirty three to thirty four says this: A little sleep. A little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. The, the author of this article says this, I'm, I'm quoting here. The thief of time today is a tiny man. He specializes in little, mm. just a little sleep, a little slumber. Just a little surfing the internet, a little text message conversation, a little checking of Facebook or ESPN. I, as the sophisticated sloth, have started and stopped, started and stopped, as a teenager learning to drive a stick shift for the first time. And while the classic sluggard may not wake until he is robbed of everything, I return home every day just missing a few dollars here and there, the total sum I cannot estimate. And I was like, dang. You know, it reminded me of that verse elsewhere in uh, in Song of Songs where it says, Catch for us the little foxes, mm. the little foxes that uh, ruin the vineyard. Mm-hmm. Well, catch for us the little foxes, even our, though our vineyards are in in bloom. Mm-hmm. And so there's a danger that uh, I'm guilty of this. That I can look around and go, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm not missing deadlines. I'm getting my work done. What does it matter? And when he's saying, Yeah. I mean, when the sophisticated sloth is saying, well, clearly those verses don't apply to me because I'm not robbed. Poverty hasn't fallen upon me. Right. There's the danger that he who is slack in his work is brother to him who destroys. Right. So maybe it's not full-on destruction, but you are breeding destruction, not you. I am breeding destruction yeah. by being slack in my work. Yeah. And thinking, oh, I'm just open to interruptions. And sometimes those interruptions are are, are good, yeah. But uh, sometimes they keep you from doing the real productive deep work that you need to do.
1: I'm surprised you would say you are open to interruption.
0: Go on. What do you mean?
1: Well, I mean, part of why I love working from home is nobody can walk in my office, aside from you, mm-hmm. uh, and interrupt that I'm right in the middle of something. So I can get way more done mm-hmm. because I'm not getting interrupted. And while I love people, while when I work in my church office— i'm interrupted almost constantly right and so i feel like for me that feels that doesn't feel like yeah i'm being interrupted that feels like oh my gosh i'm never gonna get anything finished
0: right so well possibly number four will explain where that shows up for me so okay. i hear what you're saying your, yeah. your experience of me is i lock myself away and power through
1: yeah, that's what, we, that's what we both do. And both of us, like even at home, like I've come in and you've been like, I can't. Yes. Or you'll come upstairs because you're on your brain break. Yeah. And I'll be like, no. Like you literally just walk in. I'm like, no. Will
0: I now start opening the door with trepidation? Like, am I going to get kicked out? <laughs>
1: because I'm like, don't, don't. Like, uh, yeah. I'm in a flow and I just mm-hmm. need
0: you to not. And I think that's the, you know, we've, we've taught this before about being productive you know, you want to kind of work in like small bite-sized chunks. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But for creative work, for deep thinking work, I need huge, I need a minimum of an hour of uninterrupted time. Yeah. And so what will happen is if I get interrupted, I'll be like, well, you know, this block of time is ruined. Right. 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 And then I'll and then I'll justify it with, well, I have to wait until the clock goes back to the next hour before I can do my next block of, you know, that and I, I, I th- I've been like that my whole, yeah. my whole life. Yeah. Because I'll think, well, when the kids are down, I'll have uninterrupted time because, you know, you'll be reading or you'll be out with your friends and, you know, I can work. Like, I was just thinking about the, like, I wonder, my dad, I remember my dad. Uh, would always go to work, you know, at eight, and he'd always be back at five o'clock, always. And I remember at his funeral, his uh, supervisor coming to me and talking about like the productivity that my dad did. I, I forget the numbers, but he said the, the number of signed, the number of papers published by a scientist is this average mm. per year. Mm-hmm. And your father, I, I forget how, you know, it was a large jump. right? I, and I remember like, I never remember my dad ever bringing work home with him right, at all. And I'm thinking, I I have a probably similar work ethic to my dad, but I'll I'll often be working till like seven or eight, you know, or nine at night. Yeah. And I'm wondering how much of that is because that's when my uninterrupted time comes. Right. Because during the day it is interrupted with text messages or needs or phone calls or... Uh, you know, le- legitimate things. Yeah. But because I need, or because the way I'm wired, I want uninterrupted time for deep work. I don't know. Yeah. All I'm saying is...
1: You're you're like, I see that. I, I see, that see that playing, playing out for
0: And me, it yeah. shows up especially in number four. Are you ready for number four?
1: I don't think I am. Can we stop now?
0: Okay. Number four. Number
1: four. Number four. Is this the last, like, yeah. gut punching, yeah. whatever? Okay, good. Number good, four. Good.
0: Right. The sophisticated sloth puts off harder work. Quoting from the author, this is one of the cleverest tricks of the sophisticated sloth. Mm. He works to avoid doing harder work. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was in university doing my finals, my apartment, my flat, never looked tidier than when I had finals. Because <laughs> you'd sit down and you're like, oh my gosh, yep. I need to dust. Forget dust, I need to sand down and repaint the baseboards. You know, Suddenly, anything that is more... Important, which of course well you make it more important. You make it more important because the hard you don't want
1: to do the hard thing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I like I know it's April fifteenth is coming up, tax day for the United States. Yeah. So I know I have to file my taxes by April fifteenth. And you're the one that does it for us. And I'm surrounded by people who i love and want to be like but also want to strangle when you know by january 12th they're like yeah filed my taxes and i'm like "Ah." and every year i'm like i'm going to be one of those people (sighs) but i can like i've been meaning to and here's the ironic thing if we have an accountant who files our taxes for us yes but they still need all the paperwork and the records and the receipts etc but every year i'm thinking come january i'm going to email my accountant and i'm going to you know ask for a you know like a february appointment i had that thought in january and in february and swatted it away and in it's now march and i'm yeah. thinking oh, i really need to all right i'm gonna run out of appointments so i right. texted him and my text was like hey uh you know I, i'm probably too late you know i'm happy to defer if you need to i'm going in going oh i could defer filing like, <laughs> that would push off and he's like no i've got i've got an opening you know i forget what it was april 12th yeah so now I've done the hard work. Sometimes the hard work, my mother used to say to me, Alan, the hard work of hard work is getting started.
1: It is, because once not you get it done, work. you're like, oh, I'm so glad that's done. Or once done. you
0: even get started, like so you say, yeah. you get into flow and get yeah. into rhythm and I'm just going to power down. Yeah. Like The amount of obstacles for me to get stuff done. Yeah. Sometimes, to be like, I'm not trying to paint a picture that we're just kind of slothful and sitting around in our underwear, eating M&Ms by the handful. No. Although that's what I did on vacation. To be clear. Well, you were fully dressed. We are hardworking. <laughs> Not all the time. <laughs> we are hardworking and there is a lot on our plate. And I still identify that I will be tempted to do less important things than the urge or do, what, what's that phrase about like, don't prioritize the urgent over the important? Yeah. I, Sometimes I leave the important until it becomes urgent. And then I'm like, Woo, I'll power through back to Stephen Colbert's thing. Yeah. How does it show up for you? Or does it show up for you?
1: I would say the same. I, I would say So that for me, both at work and at home, like if something feels like it's a really going to be a really hard thing to do or just a really big thing, therefore requiring a lot of work like, oh, I I need a whole new week of teaching on X subject. I will have that floating in the back of my head for weeks and do everything else. And there's always lots of other stuff to do so I can justify that out the wazoo. Right. Uh, So... Until it becomes, now this is urgent, and then I'll finally start working on it. Once I actually am working on it, then I'm like, oh, this, it is hard in that it's a lot of work, but actually it feels good to be doing it. But getting started sometimes is like, the motivation is just like, oh, it seems like I'm going to yeah. try and cl- climb a mountain. But it, but also like at home, like I, I haven't worked out in uh, weeks and weeks and weeks like and weeks we
0: went to a chiropractor on thursday and you're like he's gonna ask me hey every and he thursday walking, and and i'm gonna go no so did you just distract him with stories about his newborn baby yeah, so did. he didn't yeah. ask you yeah he didn't ask me he didn't ask me this wondered time if you were but it was like keep the conversation like, that's going right,
1: that's right i'm <laughs> gonna <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna help me procrastinate yeah he asked me every wednesday it's like hey are you walking again yet and i'm like i mean he can tell because I'll, yeah, my body, body will distress, will my body will feel different. I don't adjust well when I'm not exercising. And, you know, I I tend to be, uh, I will procrastinate, procrastinate, then get in a rhythm. And then I'm like, oh. And so then I'll start trying to walk or work out every day. And then something will happen. I'll tweak my back a little bit. Uh, I don't know, my ankle hurts, whatever. I'm like, oh, I, think, I don't think I'll do it today. That's all it takes.
0: Unless your deal breaker.
1: That's right. By tomorrow, I'm like, well,
0: you know. I I so resonate with that, that work thing. Yeah. And I'm wondering if procrastination, I'm not saying this is good, but I'm wondering if procrastination has become our fuel for motivation. Here's a deadline. I've got plenty of time to do it. Nah. And then leave it, leave it, leave it. And now, oh, it's a short amount of time. And then that is the energy that gets us to do it.
1: That's how I did all of university.
0: How can we change our motivation? I don't know. Our source of motivation. I
1: think I probably have some sort of ungodly belief about that pressure produces better results or something. Because mm-hmm. I remember all the way through university and even through high school, I would put it off until like the last minute and mm-hmm. then cram. But I always got the grades. So I was like, oh, the problem. pressure. It's, it's, it's constant it's, rewarding. I need pressure. You know, like I, I remember thinking that. Like, oh, I'll wait because I know I i perform well under pressure
0: yeah back to back to stephen colbert i'm a great making up for it but that fools me into thinking that's a fine way to live right because you're but, not
1: well, it can't be good for your adrenals or can't anything be. else
0: like the way but like you say it isn't interrupting your life you're still getting good grades you're still getting work done it doesn't you're look still like i'm paying your... for it mm-hmm.
1: i'm sure i am
0: though well i wonder how much of it is i can think of like no. I am not throwing you under the bus. I'm aware I'm about to use you as an example okay. of a point I just <laughs> I'm thought. I'm afraid. Go ahead. But I am remembering you spot it, you got it. So yeah, I yeah, know yeah. this is true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I forget what it was. It was a few weeks ago you had. Oh, I don't know. You had an event that was extraneous to your work. Uh huh. Or maybe it was, you know, it was a work. It, it was one of those like. It wasn't happening during the work week. It was either like a Friday night or it was a. I forget what it was. And I was looking forward to being with you on a Friday night and just being with you. And you're like, babe, I can't because I have to do this. Yeah. And so you spent your Friday night doing all this prep work. And I remember being jilted. I remember being like, but you could have got that done during the week. Right. You you didn't manage your time and now I'm paying. Now I know I am the same person. Case in point, today is a Saturday.
1: You're going to be working on the podcast all day.
0: All day. Yeah. And so I'm saying no to some family things. Yeah. Like it works yeah. perfectly for me, but what does it cost the kids? Right. Yep. Sometimes I wonder if I record episodes for me to listen back to, so I can hear my <laughs> own conviction.
1: It's terrifying, isn't it?
0: Yeah. 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 It it really is. Listeners, do you have any thoughts about procrastination? I'd be so curious if this if you've beaten this. System,
1: yeah. If like, you have like tools or thoughts share your testimony please
0: let us know how you've beaten that because when i watched that interview and when i read that article boy did those two things resonate with me yeah especially i can fool myself into thinking it's a fine way to live yeah because i can see fruit yeah but i'm wondering if i'm ignoring the cost
1: yeah i think it's funny too because really we're both type a personalities like in terms of like people probably wouldn't think we procrastinate from the outside.
0: I, I, I don't know about that for me, but I've, we've got a close colleague we work with who, who is excellent in so many ways. I mean, she is just astonishing. And she told me she is a procrastinator. And I was shocked like you strike me as the most efficient organized person ever She's like total procrastinator. Wow. So maybe I don't know I'm yeah. like I don't want to look for excuses. Yeah. Yeah, but I am looking for solutions. So I'm not looking, oh I
1: don't mean that as an excuse. No, I no. just was I realized like that I was I going wonder defend that I wonder if it's more common than we think because you know you are the only one that knows what's you- what mm-hmm. your internal dialogue is and what it takes for you to get up off the couch and start doing X. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one that knows what my internal dialogue is and what it takes, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and that I'm waiting for pressure, you know, yeah. or, I mean, I was thinking about stuff like uh, our house. Sometimes when you come in, it looks like nobody cares. And other times, like, again, I'll get in a groove and I'll get it all tidied, but often the pressure is that somebody else is coming
0: over. I was going to say, the stimulus to tidy is somebody else is coming. Now, if you were to survey us, would you like a tidy house or an untidy house? We would say tidy tidy house. house. But I can't tell if we are not as careful tidying our house because we're just bone tired and exhausted.
1: Well, I think that's where it's tricky because it's like, am I procrastinating? Yes. Do I legitimately have like no energy and could cry? I'm so tired. Yes. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I'm like... I see both, yes. like, and my my only option is to get up and do it, and so eventually right. that happens.
0: Well, I remember I forget wh- whether I forget whether it was an RTF or it was in therapy. I forget when I was. You were telling me the story, so do you know the story I'm talking about? No. Well, you were. Something came up. And you were talking about either, a you know, view, an internal viewpoint of yourself or an ungodly belief about how you're failing as a mother or failing as a wife. Yeah. And, you know, and so the therapist or counselor or minister, whatever, said to you, like, where is that coming from? And you were talking about a friend of ours who's got a real gift of hospitality. You go over to her house. It's yes. you know, an 8,000 square foot home. And it's always immaculate. Yes. Do you want to finish the story now that I've started off here?
1: No, go ahead. Well, yeah.
0: you know, the therapist was like, tell me about this lady that you're, you know, holding comparing yourself. Does she work? No. Yeah. Okay. What does her husband do? Oh, he's, you know, a multimillionaire hedge fund manager. Okay. Yeah. Do they have maids? Oh, oh yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. There are
1: people helping them with their kids. And yeah. uh,
0: does she have a job <laughs> you know, okay, yeah. so it's not really fair to compare. Yeah. You are a full time working mom. Yeah you know both you and Alan work full time. This person doesn't work at all, has a staff to manage their household.
1: Yeah. But she is who my mind would go to because I'm like, she bakes her own bread, and she, you know, she does she all behold, this. Behold, a thirty-one. You know life. exactly, and I'm like, man, how does she do it? Uh, yeah, but she again, outsources it. You're right. The, but the counselor was like, she's not trying to pull off all the other things that you're trying to pull right. off during the day, so she can break her own bread. Or and whatever. so that is yeah. the good counter. It and is, I wonder, and at the same time, I'm still procrastinating.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah i'm I'm not trying to throw you. yeah, I am yeah, yeah. taking this for me. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
1: yeah, no, I hear that. i'm not I'm not feeling any well, I just from want to make sure
0: this. you're not hearing pressure from it me. Is, It
1: is an interesting road to walk., uh, I think particularly if so The the counter of like procrastination is wanting to extend yourself grace, and that was a hard lesson for me to learn to like have grace for myself. So it's like, ah. Oh, But now you can, you know, with any lesson, you can swing really far to the other side and and just like, you know what, there's grace and grace looks like procrastination. Uh, You know what I mean? So I don't I don't know. There's probably.
0: Or you when you talk about swinging, I think about the time that my mother came over to help us when Abigail was born. Yeah. So you know like again I've told the story on the podcast before but you know you've just had a baby we decided as if you know we, we bought the West Wing as a box set this is before streaming television yeah. people yeah. you're nursing a friend said hey buy yourself a box set of a show you want to watch and every time you're nursing I'll give you something to do
1: yeah because you, you look forward to oh I get to watch the next show right. while I'm getting up it
0: so my mom know, and dad have yeah. flown over from Scotland to help us yeah it's great and we've had a beautiful day like the baby's in a rhythm you're nursing the baby we've all just eaten food we're sitting down The light Are damned as a whole family were sitting down to watch an episode, and as the titles for West Wing begin, my mother jumps up and she pronounces to the room, "I must redeem the time for the Lord." That's literally what she says to nobody. Yeah, I must redeem the time for the Lord, and pulls out an ironing board and instead of watching the TV, and my mom's been on her feet all day cooking, cleaning. Yeah, you know, it is watching the TV but also ironing at the same time. She ironed your underwear and your jeans. Well. It's good that you say that because I've I'm been, bringing this whole topic bringing, up. <laughs> the reason we're talking
1: about this, AJ, is I've noticed you don't iron my underwear.
0: But my observation of my mother would be like, I can't help but wonder if, you know, a little folding of the hands, a little slumber, you know, the, I must redeem the time for the Lord is, is a pendulum swing in reaction to that. Or maybe she was just really efficient and driven. I don't know. There's, I'm jumping in now to defend my mother. <laughs> so welcome to Issue Central.
1: I think one of the things like when we're talking about this whole thing of like procrastination and then grace and all all that kind of stuff um, is also there can actually be medical like physical reasons as well why you're not able to do Talk whatever. Well, I'm just thinking, like, we're, we've been talking about having Danny onto the podcast, so we'll probably yep. have her soon. Um, and she's she's my doctor. She's, like, you know, just a uh, specialist. But she, she actually just wrote a book called Living Well. I think it's called Living Well. When I first went and saw her a couple of years ago, she was like, your vitamin B's in the toilet, your vitamin D's in the toilet, your iron's in the toilet. She's like, AJ, I honestly have no idea how you're getting out of bed. Like, I don't know how you're doing it. And I'm like... Because what's the other option? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I have a job with three kids. You just get out of bed. You get on with it. My
0: husband has unironed
1: underwear. (laughs) For bed. (laughs) And she she did a great job of getting me, you know, into a a really healthy place. You know, like we did B injections and all that kind of stuff. And then I got mono. I got COVID. I got discouraged Mm -hmm. and stopped taking all my supplements. And so when I saw her the last time, she's like, why is your D back to being this low? And my iron and whatever. So she's like, you must be exhausted all the time. And I'm like, oh, I am. And I think it's because I work really hard. I have three kids. I'm trying to keep my house clean. I blah, blah, blah. But also, I'm not taking care
0: of myself right. at all. You're and starting that, from depletion.
1: And and that, I think that's the biggest place where procrastination hits me is I don't take care of myself well. Like, and, and you're back to not exercising Just being like, oh, there's so much effort to make an actual healthy thing when I could just go grab one of the kids snacks, which is dumb because it takes like 20 seconds. I'm not good at taking pills. So I procrastinate. Taking my vitamins.
0: You're really not good at taking pills. No.
1: And I think probably, if I'm honest, it's probably some sort of inner healing issue. Because as a kid with as severe as asthma as I had, I took medication all the time. Like, I remember my parents being like, man, you're like the best pill taker. Like, I could just put a pile in and take them and... I haven't been able to do that right in a long time. So I, mean, like, I like you, you gag, struggle. Uh,
0: yeah, you choke taking like, like, like Jeff
1: laughs at me. He's yeah. he's tried to teach me like multiple different ways of because I
0: just can't. Where I'm literally take a handful, uh, open wide my gullet it, and pour them down. It's inspiring.
1: Uh, so I I realize like when I think about cr- procrastination, for the most part, where it's hitting me is. Uh, self care mm-hmm. and and house care like mm-hmm. you know and then but then realizing some of it is there is there i am physically depleted yep. you know and legitimately you know according to all those numbers yeah my body's really tired mm-hmm. um but also i'm procrastinating even doing the things like taking the vitamins to get out of that yes uh because Taking vitamins is hard, and it's—I mean, I know it's not hard, but it's—it is for me.
0: So, this feels like <laughs> a New Year's resolution episode because, like, the more and more you're talking, yeah, the more and more I'm like, we could gamify this thing. Gamify it, yeah. Well, like, think about how we motivate our kids to do things, yeah, like with money. We'll wh- give you a well, dollar
1: for this, a dollar. No, for this. <laughs> not necessarily,
0: but like, they don't yeah. get their devices on a Saturday. Yeah, all their devices are locked. Yeah, unless Friday night, all of their rooms are. Tidy, their bathrooms are cleaned. Yeah. Laundry is done. Yeah. So, so you I'm going to lock your devices. Nothing not away from
1: going. me if I don't take my vitamins but I'm just thinking,
0: like, I'm thinking for me, like, yeah. I just got a new video game. Yeah. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten World, Forgotten Land. Yeah. And I'm just playing through the thing and I'm motivated to get 100% on all the levels. Like, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. But there's something about me that likes to compete. Yeah. But normally I don't. Maybe it's competing with myself.
1: I, you know what? I remember when I... You do like to compete. You think I do? Oh, yeah. But I don't compete with others. Do, do you not?
0: Do, I don't think know, Think about I? you
1: and Glenn, when you get online and you play all your different video games and you trash talk each other. It's true. Yeah. You like to compete. Yeah. You I like,
0: actually yeah. have a gift for Glenn.
1: Oh, I'm afraid.
0: I made a video character, a video game character yeah, that looks did. like him, and I dress him up in the most ridiculous outfits. <laughs> And I, I played to... the whole game. And today I've collected them into a photo album. I'm gonna send them to him later. Oh, that's so mm-hmm. sweet.
1: That's so nice. Yeah. I remember when we were remember when we did Noom for a while, that yeah. app and I wouldn't say they necessarily gamify anything, but they give you all of these tips all the time. Yep. And one of the tips that I remember, and I keep thinking about, it, is like they're like, have a uh, a TV show or a podcast or something that you really like that you only get to listen to or watch when you're on the treadmill. Like, so do something that motivates you in a positive way to do something that you don't want to do. Um, And, or, you know, like I only listen to this podcast when I go out for a walk in my neighborhood or Mm -hmm. whatever, because that will actually kind of gamify, like kind of gives you a like, oh yeah, I'm going to go do this thing that I really don't feel like doing, but I get to listen to Whatever. So, anyway, that, I just... just
0: I love it, thinking though ...thinking about that.
1: Thinking about it, but who knows if I'll do anything with yeah, let's, it.
0: Let's, let's, but, uh, know, let's it to talk, talk about, about it next it week and, Yeah, and, put it know, off. Just, yeah. <laughs> we can talk about it later. We can it later. Yeah. Well, like a listener's question?
1: No, maybe we should do it later.
0: <laughs> Touché. Okay. There's it was, it was a question from one of our members. Yes. Jump to the top of the queue. This is from Laura.
1: Hi, Laura.
0: And she says this. AJ mentioned okay. the hard part was not letting your heart get sick in the waiting. Yeah. Do you have suggestions to help remain present with my longing but not become heartsick? Until recently, I've just smashed longings deep down until their fulfillment was imminently inevitable to stave off disappointment. However, it seems like God keeps asking me to dream for lovely things. He has my yes, but this hope to spare roller coaster is a devastating ride. Yeah. The voice I feel is it would hurt less to stop dreaming than to allow my heart to hope and never see its fulfillment. Better a ground level fall than to fly for a moment and crash to the earth.
1: <gasps> wow, there's a visual solve for solve that for Laura? Laura, that's uh, a brilliant question. Very... Uh, I, I just, sorry, I enjoyed the wording of that because it's such a great visual. Do I have advice? I think, and it, this is going to sound pretty trite, the only way I can do it is keep giving it back to God. Mm-hmm. Like, just keep going, okay, I'm afraid of disappointment, I feel like you're asking me to dream, I'm risking it, I'm dreaming, I feel all these things. Like, just being, having real conversation with the Lord about it, and probably also with some of like somebody who really knows you, like some of your closest friends just being like, hey, feel yeah. like God's asking me to dream. Feels like a lot, mm-hmm. you know, so that there's people walking with you in hope when it feels hard to hope. Mm-hmm. And you're just being real honest with the Lord about how, how hard it is. But I don't, there's probably, my contemplator is, I need my third coffee, I think. Uh, it's gone to, yeah.
0: yeah. One of the things I think about, longing so laura i'm listening to your question Mm -hmm. like hey you know i recognize i have longing i'm longing for it but i'm also realizing i have feelings about Mm -hmm. the longing not being met potentially not being met how Mm -hmm. much longer and so my temptation is to just stuff my longing down but probably in the process you're also stuffing your feelings down Mm -hmm. and the danger with that is the feelings are literally the voice of the heart thank you chip dot so one of the feelings that comes up for me like We're in this weird phase with adoption at the moment, so we have this adoption story. We thought that the hardest and longest part of the adoption process would be...
1: Getting all this stuff done and All the paperwork and getting getting ready.
0: ready. And then, of course, we're just going to be inundated with requests, and we're not. Yeah. And when we are, and we said, yes, we haven't been picked, and even now we're currently trying to apply to another adoption agency, and there's a hiccup with that. My, My point in, not to tell my story, I want to stay with yours, Laura, is a lot of those feelings I can... I can I'm aware of the desire to push those feelings down and just move to apathy. Oh, I don't care. Whatever will be will be kesarosara whatever. But actually the feelings are your gift because your anger gives you your passion to rejuvenate yourself to go back after your longing. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So you know, and if we don't feel if we don't feel our sadness about the genuine loss of not getting that, we turn to self-pity and then we become the person nobody wants to be around, right? So we start sabotaging our own heart by not feeling our feelings. Mm. So part of the gift in that verse, you know, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but along and fulfilled is the tree of life. In the heart sickness, Part of the danger of where we make our heart sick is by not listening to what it's saying. Yeah. But, you know, hope deferred, actually, there's a gift in that, if you'll pardon that horrible expression, in that it's a buffet of feelings. And if we sit with our feelings, we'll get our gift while we're waiting for our longing to be there.
1: Anyway, I, I think you also tend to figure out what's most important to you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's also a purification of the heart. Like, I noticed that for me. I'm in a season where I, there's something I'm longing for. I'm powerless to bring it about. Yeah. And actually in that process, man, is it purifying my heart. Yeah. Where I'm realizing a lot of the stuff that I think is noble reasons for wanting that thing. Yeah. Are actually not as noble as I'd like them to be for right.
1: Me. Right.
0: So Laura, I don't know if that helps or whether it's just more advice. You're like, yeah, great. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Hopefully it helps.
0: I wish I had a button that I could press and make longing fulfilled for people. Yeah. AJ Jones, where might people get show notes for this episode?
1: You would go to alanandaj.com slash 275.
0: If you would like to ask us a question, just like Laura did, go to com slash ask. You can also use that form. If you want to send us feedback, you can also reach out to us on social media. We are at Alan and AJ on all of them. My name is spelled A-L-Y-N. hmm And if you'd like to become a member of the show, if you'd like to get video access to these episodes, if you'd like to get discounts on our products, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by going to alanandaj.com slash join.
1: But for now, pray you and I both have a procrastination-free week, and we'll see you next week.
0: Faith, life, communication,
1: tacos and video games. Paleo donuts in the kindness of God, the things we deal with every
0: day, from Franklin, Tennessee, they are just like you and me. Alan yeah. and AJ, oh, yeah. keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses, sharing their